we uh, also want to thank our Spotlight sponsor. It is Home Title Lock. Yeah, Home Title Lock is a great uh, company. They they uh, we've seen all these developments that have come out the last uh, few weeks. Uh, there was the uh, also uh, all these leaks that have come out. Then you have the grand jury report uh, that they had two thousand complaints just in Manhattan over uh, title fraud. Uh, complaints uh, really had gone over every almost every case uh, involved a, a faulty notarization, and this is what they do: they take these uh, fake notary stamps and they make it seem like they can transfer their title. Within they forge some documents, and all of a sudden you're you're well, get screwed. Uh, criminals look for the vulnerable properties and they scan the obituaries and pour through your public records. Once the title is transferred, the fraudsters take out the mortgage, sell the property, and sometimes they even rent it out. Don't don't go down this road, please. Don't be a victim of this. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go uh, to make sure it does not happen to you. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. Uh, give them a call or get, go to their website. Check it out. You'll receive a free title scan and report. It's $100 value. HomeTitleLock.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, America. I have uh, some very, very, very good news. I'm going to leave it at that and share it with you in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stop living in fear on that one. Stop living in fear. We've got some things are changing. There is something changing, and I don't know if anybody else sees it. We'll talk about it in a minute. But let's also continue to talk about fear here for a second. There is no reason to live in fear, and there is reason to believe that somebody is going to try to break into your house. Three out of four homes will be burglarized in the next 20 years. That says, I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy. Three out of four homes will be burglarized. Now, what is the best way for you to stop a burglar from breaking into your house? It is honestly just having an alarm system. Most times, I think it's like 80, 80 or 85% of the time, somebody will look through the front window and they will see if you have secure system and if it's activated. And if it is, they turn around and go to the next house. It's not worth the trouble. I mean, what is it? Something like almost 80% or over 80% of houses don't have them. So why bother? I know it's crazy. There's no reason. There's no right. reason. It's not like you're having to walk, you know, oh, well, everything on this block. Right. Most people don't have an alarm system. It's crazy. Simply safe. Maybe you don't have one because you think they're expensive or it's a long term contract or you're renting. None of that comes into play with Simply Safe. They've taken all of the objections away. You own the system, it's unbelievably inexpensive. Uh, it's fourteen dollars and ninety five cents a month for the uh, for the twenty four seven monitoring. There's no contract. It is it just blends in. You can't see it anywhere. You can take it with you uh, to your next house or your next apartment. There's no reason not to get this. Protect yourself. SimplySafeBeck.com. If you go there, you'll get 10% discount on your system. It is SimplySafeBeck.com. Free shipping, free returns. 10% off now. SimplySafeBeck.com. All right. If you've listened to me for a long time, I've said since about 2000, maybe seven because of the arrogance of Barack Obama. I noticed it in him first. And I prayed a lot about, okay, what well, this is not a good development, the direction of our country. What's going to happen? 
And I was I was overwhelmed with a feeling of a couple of things. They're not enemies of yours. They are enemies of freedom of mankind. And that that is on your stewardship. But I'm the owner of those. So this is not a fight you're fighting alone. Second thing. Watch their arrogance. Because it will be their undoing in the end. And I've waited and I've waited and I've patiently waited. And I want to tell you, I think it's here. Now, let me break this down into several categories. And I will show you there is very little you have to fight for. There is a lot you need to stand for, but very little you need to fight for. Let's start here. Abortion. Is abortion the same topic, the same thing we're fighting in the same way today as we were a year ago? No. Why? Because of arrogance. Think about what we have always traditionally been fighting for. We've been fighting for the right of the child. Other people have been fighting for the right of the mother. And it was supposed to be safe, rare, and legal. It's really no longer safe. They're doing all kinds of practices to save time at Planned Parenthood that take the ultrasound out of it. It is much safer if you use an ultrasound, but they want to make money. It, it is legal, but now they're going for... They're going for the infanticide rules. Uh, so legal. Yeah, it has been legal. But now they're going for uh, something uh, completely different. And then rare. No, they're shouting the abortion. And this started about a year ago where they were saying we got to shout our abortion. We're really thrilled. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. One woman in Seattle was given a speech and she said, my first abortion was my best abortion. And it happened in Seattle. And it's craziness. Then their arrogance took them to say, we want to be able to kill an unwanted child after birth. Just let them die. Give birth. Let them die. That was way too far. And what did they do? They said, we want to light up the New York skyline pink in celebration of that. Arrogance. And their arrogance has led us to a place now to where people are waking up. If you have seen the latest polls, there has been a massive shift towards life because of this. A massive shift. And I think we are... I think we're on the cusp of ending abortion as we know it. I really do. So there's one. Their arrogance. They took it too far. Look what happened just this week with the media and Trump. They have been so arrogant for the last two years. They have condemned him every step of the way. They have not done what reasonable people do. Look, I don't like this about him, but I do like this about him. And if he is guilty, if he is a traitor to our country, if he is in bed with Russia, then he should be impeached. He should probably go to jail. That's what an, that's what a normal human being would say. But that's not what the media has been saying. And so they have overplayed their hand. And they've wanted to get him because they were convinced in their arrogance they knew what happened. 
Now that the facts are out and the investigation is over, they can't accept that. And so they're doubling down. They cannot admit defeat. Who does that? A humble person or an arrogant person? They can't admit that they were wrong. Now, we've been saying for a while, get over it. But now our Democratic voting neighbors, not the people in Washington, our neighbors, they're saying the same thing to the media. Get over it, man. You're looking ridiculous. Arrogance with the media. Anti-Semitism. Care. Congresswoman Omar Elan. The Democrats won't condemn anti-Semitism. When we all know what anti-Semitism is, and we know why anti-Semitism... Anti-Semitism is the canary in the coal mine. It's like lynching. We all know it when we see it, and we all know that it's wrong. But they won't do it. Why? Because they're in the pocket of care. Americans, both Democrats, Republicans, also independents, we all know an unindicted co-conspirator is a bad thing. A offshoot, a, an actual arm of the Muslim Brotherhood and a sister organization, literal sister organization to Hamas is CARE. An unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation, which was financing terror. Okay. They've gotten so powerful that they think they can say and do anything. But let me tell you, the first crisis and Americans will turn. They're using the Jesse Smollett uh, uh, cover. Well, I'm a, I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a burqa wearing. I'm a hijab wearing. I'm a black. I'm a, a oppressed minority. They're using all of this stuff, and it only plays for so long. And the arrogance is, you Americans are too stupid to see the difference between a sister of Hamas and APEC. You're just too stupid to see it. So we're just gonna we're just gonna roll right over you. And it's the same thing with the border. There they used to be everybody was for border security. Come on, everyone is for some sort of border security. Now the Democrats say they're for open borders. Only the libertarians, I mean, and I mean the deep libertarians have been for fully open borders. But even that comes with a caveat of, yeah, but no no welfare state as well. Everyone has been for this, but not now. And they tried to make everybody in America feel like they're a racist if they want a border wall. But what they don't understand is the border wall isn't because we don't like Mexicans. The border wall is because we don't trust Washington. We don't believe that Washington will actually enforce any law for more than one term of a president, if that. And we know that there is trouble on the border. We know that there are bad people coming in. We know that there are also some good families that are coming in. And nobody cares about the difference between the two. We know that our cities are out of control because they become sanctuary cities. 
And they have called us racist because we believe in the rule of law. That's what that border wall represents. Not a not a statement about Mexico, but a statement about the people we keep sending to Washington. We don't trust them to protect the things that we value. The arrogance, again, is your racist. That's their arrogance. I'm not, but you are. Socialism and the New Green Deal. He was doing a stand-up comedy routine. I don't know if you saw him yesterday, but he had a picture of Reagan riding in on a Velociraptor, as we all know, happened in the last battle of the Cold War. And he started there and ended up with seahorses from Aquaman being the only way to get to Hawaii. And he was talking about the absurdity of all of this. When Mike Lee is actually funny, you're on the losing side. When Mike Lee can take and show how crazy this is, Mike Lee, and you'll laugh out loud. You're on the wrong side. Your arrogance has said everybody believes in global warming and the science is settled and I don't even have to talk to anybody about it. Your arrogance of we're all socialists now. No, we're not. Your arrogance in social justice. Me too. Kavanaugh, the Covington Catholic. What did that turn into? You are guilty until you can prove yourself innocent. But as we saw with Kavanaugh and Covington Catholic, it doesn't even matter if you can prove yourself innocent. You're guilty of something. And the arrogance of the left and the social justice warriors, they are so convinced that they are right on all of these things that there is a white original sin that we must all pay for and we must cleanse ourselves of white people and cleanse ourselves of this love of country of constitution their arrogance is destroying them and it started with michael uh, with michael brown i'm sorry it didn't start with michael brown it started with uh, henry lewis gates and the beer summit you remember that The president saying police acted stupidly. He had nothing. He had nothing. And it turned out that wasn't the case. And he had to reverse himself with a beer summit. And it went on and on and on. Michael Brown, hands up. Don't shoot. Wait a minute. That guy, that guy was was the guy saying, hands up. I'm going to rob you. And he was turned into a victim. And it is compounded until we got to Jesse Smollett. And I'm going to get into that here in a second. But when you have Rahm Emanuel, think of this, Rahm Emanuel from the Obama White House saying that this is not justice. When they are releasing uh, text messages between this prosecutor, Fox, and Michelle Obama's chief of staff and showing, wait a minute, there's some sort of collusion here. When you have George Soros being outed now, not by the right, but being outed as this is the one who put her into office. And when you have people like Rahm Emanuel saying this is wrong, this is dirty, this is corrupt, this is injustice. Wow. 
you're seeing a change. You're seeing a massive, massive change. Because people feel it in their bones, we're becoming a mobocracy. And they don't like it. It's not the way Americans are. Democrats or Republicans. I want to tell you what happened with Jesse Smollett. And I want to tell you how we need to behave. There are not things that we need to fight for. There are things that we need to stand for. And I'll explain that difference and why it's so important. Because things are changing. Their own arrogance is going to destroy them. All we have to do is welcome people back home. All right. We are losing uh, some of the protections in the Bill of Rights, and not necessarily from the government, but from capitalism itself. Uh, Through what's happening with surveillance capitalism, People are following you online all the time, and they're using that to create an AGI system that will have 100% predictability on what you will do. Amazon has said when they get this right, when they get it up to 95%, they're going to be less of a shopping site and more of a shipping center. Because what they'll do is they'll know what you need when you need it, and they will ship it. But they have to be right 95% of the time, because if they if they're having you send back more than 5% of what they send to your house, they won't be able to afford it. That's what's happening. Stop having people follow you and and be able to predict your every move. It's dangerous. It's wrong. And it quite honestly, it's creepy. You need a VPN. And the only people I would trust that would support a VPN that would offer one Uh, is Norton. They've been in cybersecurity forever. They're not following you. Norton Secure VPN. All of your online activity will be totally encrypted, hidden from the companies that want to invade your privacy. And it's only $3.33 a month. That's where it starts with the annual uh, subscription. So please protect your family, protect your devices. You just download an app, you put in the passcode one time, and it, it, it enables all of your devices and puts them onto a virtual, uh, virtual private network. Norton.com slash VPN. That's where I want you to go now. Get a VPN from Norton now at Norton.com slash VPN. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. I want to get to what happened with Jesse Smollett um, uh, yesterday. This broke at the end of the show yesterday. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not be by the press, like the press. Maybe something new has broken. Maybe maybe the evidence has fallen apart. Let's let's hold off before we say he's he's absolutely guilty, guilty in the court of public opinion. But what does the court say? Why did they do this? Yeah. And you wanted to wait for facts. Yeah, I know. Loser. Well, now we have facts. Now we know that there is something very, very wrong in Chicago. And it's it's not the right saying this. It's Rahm Emanuel and the uh, the police department. The police department has done their work. This was a really solid case. 
And it looks like Jesse Smollett is um, all he had to do was, well, he served his time. He's been working for charitable causes since he's 16. What? That's that's what charity does. It gets you a, a do not go to jail. Really? Get out of jail free card. I didn't know that. Then later they said, well, he had to do 16 hours of public service at uh, Rainbow Push. <laughs> wait, wait. Jesse Jackson's Jesse Jackson's organization. organization. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was really working hard, and it was very uncomfortable. He was sitting around signing autographs, most likely for eight hours one day, and then the next day he comes in and does another eight hours. Come on, that's justice. Well, it goes deeper than 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 this. Uh, Rahm Emanuel is now asking for the Justice Department to investigate. Because it looks like Michelle Obama's office might have been involved and and giving access to uh, the lead prosecutor uh, for the family and trying to help move this in another direction. And can we get this to be in with the FBI and not Chicago? She was trying to do all of that. And it looks like the prosecution actually went and and entertained this, reached out to the family, and was like, we're going to try really super hard to help you. Excuse me? Excuse me? It does. I mean, the texts are pretty clear. I mean, their excuse seems to be, well, this is when we thought he had committed a, he was a victim of a crime. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to uh, help the victim of a crime, and then Mm -hmm. the the whole case switched, and that's when they recused themselves, Mm -hmm. supposedly. Well, according to Rahm Emanuel, she can't accuse, uh, recuse herself. She can recuse herself, but not from the final decision here. Mm-hmm. It had to be brought to her. Uh, and it is split the prosecution office. There are people in the prosecutor's office that are like, this is absolutely an outrage and wrong. Something is very wrong. The mayor, the police, everybody. And he is going around saying he's innocent arrogance will be their undoing arrogance will be their undoing we're going to go to chicago and get the basic facts from the guy who started it all when we come back you're listening to glenn beck 23 and me change is um is uh, often hard and rarely easy real change we are all hesitant to embrace uh, changes, changes in technology. And it's, it's hard to do it, especially as you get older. But uh, then something comes along to help us live a better way, a healthier life, and we should all take stock and embrace it. And one of those things is what your genes say about your health. 23andMe can give you access to personalized insights based on your DNA with more than 125 genetic reports on health and traits and so much more. Some of this stuff is really just interesting. Some of it is really game-changing. You know, are you, do, are, you, are you a carrier or do you have a chance of getting macular dystrophy or uh, um, uh, macular degeneration? Um, you know, are you carrying cancer genes? What are the things that that you should know right now about diabetes are you prone to get diabetes and what can you do about it your dna kit get one right now at 23andme.com slash back do it now 23andme.com slash back and live a healthier life unplanned is a movie coming out friday night it takes on life in a way you haven't seen in a long long time uh, glenn will be in utah go to megaplextheaters.com if you want to watch it with him
All right, let's uh, let's go to Chicago. We have so many things to cover. Um, Avenatti is just a just a comedy fun fest that we have to get to uh, today. But Smollett has also happened. Where yesterday, in case you don't know, uh, he's the guy that uh, claimed that he was beaten up in Chicago by two men. He identified the men. The police said, oh, it's those guys, because we know who those guys are. And they turned out to be friends of Smollett. They had video of them buying bleach and a rope. Uh, They said that he had hired them to do that. Now, how did this, how were the charges dismissed? How were felony charges dismissed? We go to the guy who has been on this uh, from the beginning and has had the balls to say the truth the whole time, no matter where the facts might lead. It's uh, uh, Rafer Weigel. He is from Fox 32 in Chicago. Rafer, what the hell happened? Yeah, you know, that's the big question, Glenn. I'm sitting here in my newsroom right now. I just finished interviewing one of Jesse Smollett's lawyers, Patricia Brown Holmes, you know, to go for 16 counts from a grand jury to we're throwing out pace, how do you go from point A to point B? She claims that they were able to convince the state's attorney's office that they didn't have a strong enough case and they weren't going to win the case. Uh, Chicago police dispute that. They felt that they had enough evidence uh, to put, uh, you know, to win the case handedly. Uh, but in the end, you know, it, it, the optics on this does not look good to the state's attorney's office, especially in the law of the recent discoveries from media outlets like ours that, you know, uncovered the email to Michelle Obama's former chief of staff and, um, and, and also, you know, text messages to a Jess, uh, family member of Jesse Smollett to State's Attorney Kim Fox essentially asking her to make this go away. And then her office does just that. You know, it doesn't look good. And But I guess she figured she picked the lesser of two evils that if she does take this case and she loses, you know, then becomes, she becomes a remote clerk. So that's that one theory. Uh, you're, uh, can you, uh, Rafer? Can you move to another place because you're we're, you're dropping out so much? We we barely oh, understood I, the Marsha Clark uh, <laughs> comment that she might look like Marsha Clark. Oh, I apologize. Glenn. Is right. this any better? Uh, yes, that's any... much that's much better. Okay, okay so 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 tell me, um, it, it, does anybody actually believe? Because I, you know, I do not want to be like the media with Donald Trump. You know, if this is the way the justice system uh, has decided and it is fair and on the up and up, I accept that. But I, 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 I'm finding this very hard to stomach because none of it looks right. None of it looks right. No, and Mayor Emanuel, you know, point blank, he stopped short of calling it uh, corruption. Um, it, you know, the theory is, is that state's attorney's office or state's attorney Kim Fox procured some kind of political favor to do this, but Smollett's legal team insist there were just too many holes in the case. And ultimately, it was going to come down to Jesse Smollett's word against the Osendero brothers. And there were some credibility issues with the Osendero brothers. And, you know, with their word against his, you know, all they needed was one juror to find him, you know, a shadow of a doubt and nothing was going to happen to Smollett. And, it, it, you know, it, see, Kim Fox is not unique in that she's a state's attorney who likes to win cases. I think she got scared. I think she just didn't think she was going to win it. And she didn't want to have the, you know, the optics okay. of that. But the optics of this are even worse. Okay, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, I understand. We, first of all, we we have the video of them buying the rope and the bleach. Was there mm-hmm. some other rope and bleach project they were working on? 
Um, so I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that they had credibility issues. Fine. Okay. Got yeah. it. But it looks pretty good. But only, like you said, only one person has to say reasonable doubt. I don't think they did. And he's off. You well, had 16 is- federal charges. You right. don't get 16 hours in rainbow push and right. a $10,000 fine and the ability to go out and say, yep, I was exonerated. I didn't do it. Well, and then the interesting thing is, is that the state's attorney's office talked out of both sides of their mouth because they dropped the case, but then they turn around and say that he's not exonerated. We're not saying he's innocent. We're just not going to pursue the case. Well, that doesn't seem to make any sense. No. And, you know, if you're, and your police department puts in thousands of man hours into this case, and they felt they had a stack of evidence that, the, that what, we have, what we know about is just the tip of the iceberg, that they felt they had an open and shut case, and they claim that the state's attorney did not even contact them directly. My sources at PD said they were at the graduation ceremony yesterday for new recruits, and it was leaked to them through a source. And they called that unprofessional and disrespectful. And I don't think there's anybody that disagrees with that who knows anything. I mean, and now they've, you know, the state attorney's office has a huge chasm between the Chicago Police Department, you know, two arms of the justice system now completely at odds in a city where you already have thousands of crimes unsolved, you know, and, and, and solving crimes are already a problem. So where does this take us into the future? I mean, it's a risk reward thing. And it, it doesn't seem that the risk outweighed the reward, at least from a, you know, a big picture. Can we, can we, can is there any um, explanation on, okay, so if they say they couldn't win the case, they convince them that it would be really tough. Yeah, well, you know what? We're both rolling the dice, aren't we? Because he could go to jail for prison for, right. you know, 20 years. So, well, I guess we're both rolling the dice. That's where you negotiate. How right. did they negotiate? Who negotiated this deal? There was no negotiation, it seems, because, you know, Jesse Smollett got everything he wanted and all the, the state's attorney's office got was, you know, $10,000 from his bond proffer. Uh, and they also have sealed the record. So my Freedom of Information Act request won't be, won't be granted. I won't be able to see that video or see any of the evidence that the anonymous will. Um, and so what did That's the state's attorney get out of this? I mean, it's, it's, you're right. It, it was a total sweetheart deal. And, um, and, and you just have to go, well, what did Kim Fox get out of this? Now, they insist that she was not the one that did this because she had recused herself. I can tell you, nobody's buying that. I, I, you know, nobody outside of Smollett's legal team uh, has told me that they're buying that one. So, uh, I mean, some, some, you know, Mayor Manuel basically came out and said it without saying it. So, something changed hands here. There was some kind of quid pro quo. We just don't know what it is. And it doesn't look good. So is this going to the FBI? Is anybody going to look into this? Well, the Fraternal Order of Police is asking for the feds to conduct an internal investigation, arguing that Kim Fox may have broken the law because she supposedly recused herself from this case, and then her office goes ahead and throws it out the window. They feel that that's a violation and possibly illegal. The other thing that's potentially uh, a problem for Smollett is the, uh, is the FBI investigating and the U.S. Postal Service investigating that letter, the mail fraud. Uh, potential terrorism chart. And I know a lot of your listeners are, you know, are, are, are big on the deep state conspiracy that the FBI has been politicized. Well, you know what? There's going to be a lot of attention to, attention to what they do here. And if they decide that they don't want to go forward and pers- persecute uh, Smollett on any charges, 
then they might be accused of the exact same thing. But as far as we know, they are still investigating that. And if they come down with federal charges, well, that's not something that's going to get thrown out. So that could potentially be real trouble for Smollett. And that is still right now, as of this moment, looming for him. One of the things that amazes me is when I listen to nine solid minutes of Rahm Emanuel and he sounds like me, (laughs) something has fundamentally changed. (laughs) Something has changed. It's brought a lot of people together as much as it's divided people apart. And it is interesting, Glenn, that initially when this came out, you know, it was pretty much divided amongst racial and party lines. You know, the liberals and the left were in favor of Smollett. The right, you know, thought he made it up. When it came out with the superintendents, with all the evidence that they had, uh, then it shifted. You know, there was a lot less uh, support for Smollett on the left and even along racial lines. And, you know, I don't know if if that's changed. I'm not sure that it has been changed. I think a lot of people are you know, wanted to find out for sure. You know, it's almost like you're watching a a football game and, and, you know, and and you're getting ready to go to the fourth quarter with the game tied. And then you said, you know, we're going to call a game. And people feel like, you know, they wanted to see this, see this play out. But, you know, definitely the police wanted to see this play. Well, I will tell you this. The problem is, is that the, uh, uh, the state's attorney did not, they are allowing him to claim that he won, that he was vindicated, right. and the left is going to use that. He's already right. used that. The the arrogance of empire and the writers coming out immediately saying, we'll see you the Wednesday night, meaning right. we'll welcome him back and we welcome you back because we were right all along. That is not going to sit well with people who actually believe, forget about race, who believe right. in justice. Right. And people who are, you know, victims of hate crimes or know people who have been victims of legitimate hate crimes. You know, it, it, it's it's interesting. It's just it's going to leave a lot of open wounds when he walked out of the courthouse. I, I was actually the only reporter outside waiting for him because I knew he wasn't going to answer anything inside. So I waited outside and we went along. And I just said, are you vindic- you feel vindicated? He said, yes, I do. Uh, but then he didn't answer any other questions after that. But he said it with, you know, such conviction. And um, and you're right. It's it's you know, the, look, the guy feels emboldened. Uh, and why wouldn't he? I mean, look, they, they, they gave him a sweetheart deal without him having to give up anything in return, uh, except for some community service that we didn't even know about until later in the day yesterday. I mean, initially, they announced that they were going to drop the charges, and they said, well, why? Well, he did community service. Well, when did he do that? Well, it was a while ago. I mean, it was very ambiguous and strange, the whole thing. Um, you know, whether you're partisan on this or not, I just objectively looking at it, the whole thing is very, very confusing. What do we look for next? We look for the FBI uh, investigation into the mail, into the letter. That's that's the next thing we look at. I don't think that my sources are telling me that, they, you know, the DOJ is probably not going to take this up and look at any improprieties in Kim Fox's office because it's not that important of a case. You know, this isn't Rod Blagojevich, you know, in a corruption case. This is a guy with, you know, a felony, uh, you know, disorderly conduct charge. So they're probably just going to let it slide. Um, so really, it comes down to the federal investigation. And, you know, I've often what said that. Job and, Hang on. Yeah, what does that do to the city? Exactly. That is a very real question, Glenn, because this is already, uh, you know, a city where, you you know, behind closed doors, there was already a strained relationship between the Chicago Police Department and the state's attorney's office. They wouldn't acknowledge it publicly, but there has been that case because I know police are frustrated because quite often they've turned over evidence. They felt that they had an open and shut case and the state's attorney's office decides not to move forward. And that's pretty common. But now this is the first time they've come out publicly and blasted that office. And now the relationship is really strained. What does this do for solving crime going forward? You know, I mean, are police going to be, you know, is this is going to be a huge blow to their morale 
they did all this work. They presented the case. They put it in front of her, and they decided, mm, yeah, you know what? We're not going to move forward. So, I mean, this could have long-term ramifications, and I don't feel it is good for the city. You know, people can argue it's not a violent crime. Why waste the money and the taxpayer money to go forward? Well, this is about the relationship between these two arms of the justice uh, system here in Chicago that right now mm. really don't like each other. Mm. Uh, Rafer, thank you so much. Rafer Weigel from uh, Fox 32 and the reporter who has broken this open uh, wide. We we look forward to talking to you again when there's a, a new development. Thank you so much, Rafer. Appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, sir. Thank you. you. Bet. Bye-bye. Amazing. Uh, Glenn, 10 hours a day, five yeah. days a week, Yeah. 52 weeks a year, Yeah. 2,600 hours a year you're sitting in your chair. 2,600 hours. If you're working a full week if you're at home that's 26 office. that's 2600 hours that i'm not in bed that i'm pissed about <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's one way to look at that yes yeah, that it is, is. That is it uh, is why when yeah. i could have an adjustable bed right you know what i mean i need to sit up to eat okay Bzzz, i can have an adjustable bed why not that's a good point right uh, maybe it also indicates you should probably invest in your chair if you're yeah. spending that much time in it right it's another way of right. thinking about it yeah because this won't uh, this won't give you bed sores like my option <laughs> uh, would give you anyway x chair really really a great chair and i want you to try it out for 30 days if you don't love it just send it back no questions asked it has a money back guarantee it is a good looking chair but most importantly it is a comfortable chair they've totally reinvented the way office chairs are uh the way they look uh and the way they fit your body it has so many adjustments on it there's all kinds of different x chairs that you can get one with fabric these are yeah these are fabric i have one in my office that is leather it's they're beautiful they're great great chairs they are comfortable and they support you the right way x chair you can get the x basic model now for a hundred dollars off or as low as 28 dollars a month with zero percent financing order today and you get a free footrest as well if you go to xchairbeck.com the new x chair basic and all x chairs come with a 30-day no question asked guarantee of complete satisfaction and free shipping it is x chair on sale now hundred dollars off just go to xchairbeck.com that's the letter x beck.com make sure you use that and you'll also get the free footrest at one eight four 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 x chair one eight four 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 x chair or xchairbeck.com i am finding uh, i am i have to tell you i am finding this uh heartening what's happening right now uh in the news um they have overplayed their hand as progressives and socialists always do in america they think Oh, see, everybody agrees with us because this time the media has done them a great disservice by never challenging them. They have the same feeling that you and I have, but it's a fake feeling. You and I have this feeling that everybody is for all this stuff. When did everybody become a socialist? When does everybody become okay with killing a baby after they've been born? When is everybody okay with killing the baby five minutes before they're born? And if it's jarring to us in this audience who follow this every day and see this stuff leaking out, imagine what it is to a regular person who's not following these things this closely. The first word they hear about the abortion debate in five years is, oh, yeah, we want to kill kids after they're born. Like, imagine how jarring that must be to the average person, how far this has gone this fast. Yeah. And every I hear it from everybody. I hear it from everybody. And when you have somebody like Rahm Emanuel coming out 
and saying what he said yesterday. I mean, remember, he was in the White House. I believe he was the chief of staff that set up the beer summit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was there. Then. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is this is social justice. And this nonsense of the police acting stupidly is something that he's been around. He's also not running. He's already been dismissed as a mayor. So he's he's wrapping things up. Yeah. And he's coming out now and saying this is wrong. This is an injustice. This is this is not real justice. This is corruption for him to say that. You are going to see this is the th- these are just the beginnings of the undoing of the left. They've gone too far. We found out yesterday that Barack Obama went to meet with the freshman congressmen like AOC and all the rest and was saying to them, stop it, stop. You've got to use reason. And they rejected him. All right, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the dark agenda um, and the... the uh, war that is being fought to destroy Christian and faithful America, but it's being fought by our children every single day in school. Right now, there are 50 million kids attending America's public schools, and they're not even trying to hide it anymore. The agenda is everywhere. Real world skills like reading, writing, arithmetic, and American history have been replaced with social justice, gender confusion, test-driven instruction in the classroom, and there is a choice for you. Please do your own homework. If you were thinking about getting your kids into a school, try the Freedom Project Academy. This is why it was created. It's an online classical school built on Judeo-Christian values for students in kindergarten through high school. It takes the interaction of the traditional classroom, creates an online atmosphere where students across the country are instructed by live teachers, small classes, who teach students how to think, not what to think. Go there now, freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Enroll by March 31st and take advantage of the best early bird, early bird discount. It is freedomforschool.com. Do it now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What is being called the most compelling defense of Christianity has been written by an agnostic. And a former radical, a communist. This is going to be an interesting few minutes that you don't want to miss. The dark agenda in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. You know, I've talked to you about this before. Imagine going into a mall. And uh, the minute you walk into a mall, there is a minder there. And all he does is follow you. And he's he's just taking note of where you go in, what you pause to stop and look at in the windows, what brings you into the store, what you pick up, what you almost buy, what you do buy, where you go from there, where you go to eat. What do you do? Do you sit on a bench for a while? Do you go to the food court? What have you eaten? Did you see anybody there? Is there anybody around you that you might know? This All is, of these things. Yeah, that's what happened to uh, Rocky Balboa and Rocky IV when he was visiting the Soviet Union. They followed him everywhere, everywhere he wanted to train, everything yeah. he did. Okay. I mean, it I is similar. Thank you. It is. It is. With the, I mean, I know you're you know, I'm obviously right, I joking don't. about the documentary Rocky IV, but still, <laughs> it is that world, right? Like, it is. We all accept that. And we're accepting it right now because... 
that's that's what they're doing. That's what that's what uh, uh, surveillance capitalism out of Silicon Valley is doing. And if you're on a public uh, Wi-Fi, mm. you're toast. You're tracked all the time. Everything that you do, everything that you type, even the things that you delete. I mean, you type it out. I can't send that. Delete, 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 delete. Let me rephrase that. That's all kept. Not if you have a VPN. Norton Secure VPN. The cybersecurity experts at Norton have put together a virtual private network that protects your online activity, whether you're connected at home or at the Wi-Fi or at the mall, wherever you are. Does anybody even go to the mall anymore? Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. Prices start at three thirty three a month. If you sign up for the whole year, it's easy. You download the app, you put in the passcode one time, and then all of your devices are on a VPN. Don't, don't be 100% predictable by people like Google and Facebook. It's Norton.com slash VPN. We have uh, a good friend and just, I mean, I think this guy is an American hero. David Horowitz uh, is uh, with us. Hello, David. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Glenn, uh, thank you for all the great work you do. Thank you. Um, and it's, I know it's always a mutual admiration society whenever we talk to each other because I, I so respect you. Um, I, I want to ask you just before we get into uh, what you're scheduled to talk about, I, I want to talk to you just to get some quick highlight thoughts on a couple of things. Um, the way the media is now treating the uh, Mueller report, what what are your thoughts now about what's coming or or what all of this means? Well, we are uh, still in the midst of the first attempted coup in the history of the country, and the coup that was led, of course, by the Obama White by Obama himself and the Obama White House, but by our intelligence agencies and uh, you know how corrupt they are uh, I mean I, I mean I don't know if it shocked you but it shocked me I've been yeah. in politics all these years I just couldn't believe it so they're not going to stop until they run into you know I've always said this the left only stops when it runs into a wall now let me well, ask you that let me ask you this I think there is a wall that is coming I think they've overplayed their hand uh, and I'm ho- I'm hopeful of this with abortion, with the Smollett case, with uh, the way the media is behaving, uh, I think that they have, you know, Covington Catholic, they have just overplayed this and misread the American people. We're not all socialists. We're not all radicals. We don't want this. And I think there are some Democrats, and I don't mean the ones in Washington, I mean our neighbors, that are starting to wake up and go, I don't want any of this stuff. This is crazy. Agree or yeah, disagree? I- I keep, oh, yeah, I, uh, my greatest worry is that they're going to arrest Cortez for the crime she's already committed. I want her out front and up front. The same with that Ilhan Omar. We have, we have a Muslim Brotherhood caucus in the Congress. I know. So, um, I, I just wanted to, you know, uh, speak to what you said at the outset. I am an agnostic, which mean, which means I just don't know. Right. It's different from atheism as a religion. Correct. It's a it's a faith. Um, but when I was leaving the radical left, 
I tried to I re-examine the country we had set out to destroy. Uh, and the first thing that occurred to me is the inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which even radicals, they, they think they, uh, you know, they, they want to embrace. Mm-hmm. You can't have inalienable rights unless there's a God. Mm-hmm. Because if, if it isn't given by a divinity, these rights, it's given by government, so government can take them away. And uh, that was an easy thought. A harder one was how to, for an agnostic to embrace it. Right. And But it immediately occurred to me again that you have to have a respect for the belief in God or and a respect for the people who believe in God. And if you don't have that, you can't defend your own freedoms. Hmm. That's where I began. All right. So let me take you back a little bit further, because you talk about this in, in this is a very critical book. And it's it's short. It's easy to read. It's called Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. And I want to take I want to take people back. You in one of the chapters talk about um, your friend, uh, Betty Van Patten who was killed by the Black Panthers. And this was the change. This is where they overplayed their hand and you went, wait a minute, this doesn't, this doesn't fit with what I believe or what I thought we believed. Explain. Well, the, the, yeah, I was, I, I, I was involved with murderers and there, and there was no way to, you know, of course you can't correct when they, they killed a, a dozen people. The Black Panthers. Um, and I just, by the way, Jesse Smollett's mother is a Black Panther. Is her closest friend is Angela Davis. So mm. it all it all goes it all goes back. Um, but again, I, I I learned to appreciate that America, when America makes mistakes, when it does deeds that are criminal or wrong. Mm-hmm. It finds a way to correct them. It finds a way to try to figure out what happened so it won't happen again. The left never looks back. The left, the left commits, you know, look at the Vietnam War. The left wasn't anti-war. It was anti-American. When the communists slaughtered two and a half million Indo-Chinese peasants, there wasn't a single protest, not one. The left never examines its own crimes, which are monstrous, uh, and so it can never correct them. Uh, and of course, you know, to be a Christian or a Jew, uh, if you are a believer, uh, is to be humbled. You understand that we're the problem. You understand that inside every individual is the problem. Uh, that, that leads to the social problems that we confront. That people are corrupt, they lie, they cheat, they're they're narcissistic. They think about themselves first. Uh, the lying is the one of the biggest uh, of the sins that people regularly and daily commit. So you, it, it gives you a caution. Before you're going to tear up everything and and re- remake the world, and when you look at somebody like uh, this empty-headed Cortez woman, you're horrified by 
her shallowness uh, and her obvious willingness there. They will, they will do anything to try to achieve um, their their goals. The idea of confiscating how many million gasoline cars are there? Two hundred and fifty million, probably maybe three hundred million, uh, and they want to take away these cars in a ten-year period. How are they going to do that without instituting a police state? And they will have no hesitation about doing it. The police state. I mean, you know, they. I thought the Kavanaugh hearings were horrifying. Horrifying. Uh, horrifying. Uh, you know, she, she was a, a, you know, a liar from the get-go. Um, why were they even talking about an incident that happened thirty-four, or if it happened? That allegedly happened 34 years ago between two high school students at a drunken party where there was actually no sex anyway. Uh, how could you put that before the, before the nation and shred a man's you know, reputation? Uh, with the Democrats, there's nothing they're not capable of. I never thought I'd live to see the day that they would pass laws to allow you to kill a child that's been born never, never would have occurred to me. I would have denied it. And David, here we are. David, uh, again, I think they're overplaying their hand. They're misreading the people because I think that a, a lot of people feel this way. In the, in the book, you, you talk about um, uh, Madeline uh, Murray O'Hare, and you talk yeah. about the Supreme Court decision of school prayer, and you say that's that's the there's a real huge impact from there yeah the left found an institution actually there's a liberal who wrote a book calling the supreme court the most dangerous branch the supreme court it's nine lawyers appointed for life by politicians Hmm. now how how could that go wrong (laughs) what, what what they did was you know, you just change the fundamental law of the United States overnight with no basis in the Constitution. And they did it at the behest of this Madeline Murray O'Hare, who was a lunatic. Um, you know, she ended up getting murdered by one of her followers. She was just a crazy person. She tried to defect to the Soviet Union with her family right before she launched her school campaign. Mm. And the the Russians refused to let her in because they saw she was a nutcase. But the uh, progressives on the Supreme Court treated her like she was somebody to be taken seriously. And they just stripped the schools of, of any... You can't refer to religion. You can't teach that the pilgrims were Christians or that they were fleeing religious persecution. They, they stripped... Oh, generations of American school children and still still are doing it of any understanding of how they have the freedoms they have. You know, I will tell you, Dave, David, when I, I, I read the book and, and reading prayer in schools in particular, I learned something. I thought prayer in school because I grew up in a Catholic school. So I thought prayer in school was something like, you know, we had with Catholics or you know, it was that it was, you know, Jesus heavy or whatever. And for the first time, I saw the 23 word text of the prayer that was the problem and listen to it in case most people I don't think have ever heard this. 
Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee, and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. Amen. You eliminate that. You eliminate humility. You eliminate yes. the the thought of others before us. You eliminate the uh, the idea that our parents and our teachers and our country they are worth something. They are worth praying for. I mean, it's it's amazing how non denominational, how non object uh, um, objectionable this really is. Except for the the few that say, "I won't recognize." I won't recognize a God and it doesn't even pick a God. I always thought it was like Jesus. It doesn't even pick a God. No, you know, I, I, I went to school when there was still prayer in the schools and the prayer was the Lord's prayer, which is the Christian prayer. Mm-hmm. And as a youngster, I just was fascinated. I loved the language. Lead us not into temptation and for thine is the power and kingdom and the glory. Um, I couldn't understand why they took it out of the schools. They, they, it's, it's what communists do. They erase the past and then they rewrite it. Uh, and when you say humility, I mean, to me, that's the key. It is. They mock, they mock people who pray. Um, but, but again, I, this is a testament really from the outside. I, I, think, I think it has a lot of power because of that. If I think about prayer, the first thing that occurs to me is that when you pray, the first thing that happens is you are humbled. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's totally missing from progressives is humility. They have no respect for other people or people who disagree with them. They think they're like gods. And then you recall the Genesis story. And what does the serpent tell Adam and Eve, that lures them out of paradise. If you eat of that tree, you shall be as God. Yes. It's that arrogance. Yes. That's why they kill so many people. It's all justified for them by the glorious world that we're going to bring about. David, uh, it's been too long since we have talked. Uh, I'd like to talk to you again. Maybe we'll have you in and and, uh, do a podcast with you. Um, the name of the book is Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy, Destroy Christian America by David Horowitz. It is a must read and something that everyone should have, not only because of who David Horowitz is and the perspective that he has, but because this really shows clearly what is happening to us and what is not only happened, but is still going on. Dark Agenda, the war, against, uh, the war to Destroy Christian America by David Horowitz, available now. David, thank you so much. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Nine out of ten homeowners plan to remodel their house. That's according to a new survey. Nine out of ten, nearly uh, a third of them, plan to do it within the next two years. If you're one of them, Make sure you call American Financing and learn about mortgage refinance op- uh, options that can pay for the remodeling expenses and not deplete what you have. American Financing can also help you unlock equity while you're trying to get into a new low-rate mortgage. Mortgage rates are the lowest they've been in over a year. I, I, I guess they could go down. They could go back to zero 
They could go below zero, but that's not that's not good in any other way. Make sure you get a mortgage and get it with greater savings now with American Financing. You can refinance your mortgage without resetting your term, but only by calling American Financing. American Financing. Go to AmericanFinancing.net right now or call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Ten seconds, station ID. I want to talk about Laura Logan here in a second, but I also want to, I have these dear friends who send me all this great stuff. Uh, they go through the radical professors in Chicago. They go through all of their archives as they die and they send me things. And I, I just want to show you a couple of these. These are, these are from school here in the United States. These are the fifties and sixties. This is the, uh, the red Songbook. These are all for kids. The rebel Songbook for school the Marches of Workers, the Workers Songbook in 1934. This one just doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't pull any punches, nor does this one. Music for the Masses, hmm. uh, and they have the Soviet flag on them. I love this one. This one, this one actually is, uh, I believe, I think, I'm pretty sure this is printed in Russian on the outside, uh, but on the inside, uh, they have. Um, our tortured and broken prison song, which was Lenin's favorite song. Okay, so all the kids can sing this in school now. Um, oh, tortured and uh, brokening prison. Uh, you, let's see. Uh, you not death gloriously in fighting for the workers' cause. You died victoriously. You died. You died victoriously. No sorrow lay dark on our uh, soul, no tears welled in our eyes. We gather new courage from the grave where our brave comrade lives. Comrade lives. Like our great work task is to show the workers how to be free and firmly unite in the great cause. We'll fight until victory. Victory will fight until victory. The same time we were trying to replace God Almighty, we are grateful for our blessings. Please. Extend those blessings to our teacher, to our parents, and to our country. Amen. The same people that wanted to get rid of that wanted this in our schools. These were songbooks made by the progressives to uh, introduce them into schools. To get people, to get our kids to be indoctrinated with the songs of rebellion and the songs of Marx. And we just, we just think that this is nonsense. We just think, oh, no, that really didn't happen. Well, no, here's, here's the proof of it right here. Here's all the, the proof of it in book after book after book. And, and I'm, I believe I'm one of the only people collecting all of this stuff. It's worth nothing right now. Nothing. But it is some of the most valuable stuff for the history of uh, of our country to record a hundred years from now this is how they did it you should think about putting together a museum or something i should that would be an idea i should i'm yeah. gonna write that down yeah right thank down. you very much you're welcome okay we're gonna talk about uh laura logan and taxes local taxes when we when we come back
You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. Well, uh, I just, I just, you know, you know me. I love FEMA. Uh, just it doesn't get any better than FEMA. Apparently, FEMA has improperly shared the personal data of some 2.3 million victims from uh, four major disasters in 2017. Uh, the agency's misstep has put the survivors of Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, Maria, and the California wildfires at increased risk of identity theft and fraud because they accidentally didn't take the proper safeguards to protect the victims' IDs. Now, if this would have happened because of a company, the government would come down like a load of bricks on them, as they should. But because it's the government, there is nobody to come down on them. Oh, it drives me socialists are so stupid. Anyway, uh, look, here's the way you can protect yourself. LifeLock. They will detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If there is a problem, they have a U.S.-based restoration specialist that will work to fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but get your 10% off the first year with the people who do it best. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Big moment in the pro-life movement this Friday. Uh, Unplanned is coming out in theaters. Glenn is going to be in Utah uh, for a couple of showings. Go to megaplextheaters.com this Friday. I, uh, I'm going to be out for the movie Unplanned in Utah um, this Friday. I'm going to be at Thanksgiving Point uh, and then also at Sandy Commons. And I'm just opening up a couple of them. And I, I talked to the... Uh, it's a little out of the way, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of theaters right around <laughs> yes, here. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I, I'm not making any money on this. I have no connection to this movie. I just believe in this movie, and I believe in the cause. And I know that people are going to have a hard time going to see a movie that has been deemed rated R by the by the MPAA. It was deemed that way uh, because it is very powerful. It, it, your, your kid, your 14-year-old kid will never think of abortion as anything other than murder. I guarantee it. And this this movie is so buttoned up and it is so accurate. There's nothing that abortion advocates can say about this movie that make that cast any kind of doubt on it. They've cast several people who were involved in actual thousands yeah. of actual abortions in the movie. Yeah, the, 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 the doctors, nurses, the, the doctors. Nurses. They're, they, they're all abortion doctors or former abortion former. doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's so buttoned up and the MPAA does not want your children to see it. Now, think of this. They believe that you, your child, your 14 year old, your 10 year old should be allowed to go into a Planned Parenthood and get an abortion without you even knowing about it. But they don't want them to see this movie. There's something d- deeply disturbingly wrong here. And so I'm flying out to Salt Lake because I know a lot of people that don't see rated R movies. Uh, and I, the good people of Utah, you, you need to take your kids to this. I talked to the governor yesterday. He called me governor uh, of, uh, of Utah. Uh, and he is, I mean, the, 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 the um, state of Utah just passed 18-week viability law, which he's going to sign in. Uh, and you can't kill your child if they have Down syndrome. Uh, I mean, what a crazy, Aww, darn it. No, yeah, those man. crazy Utahns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's very pro-life. He's actually going to attend uh, the movie. And I think you'll be surprised on uh, some of the people at the highest levels uh, throughout Utah uh, that are going to be seeing this movie. 
I, I strongly urge you to see this movie, no matter where you are. Bring your kids. And I don't mean your little kids. Bring your kids, your teenage kids. This is so important because they will not view abortion the same way. And it's actually a happy and uplifting movie. I know it, I know it sounds like a drag, but it's really not. It's really an uplifting movie. Um, it's, it's just really good. It's unplanned. It'd be at uh, about a thousand theaters, by the way, uh, across the country. So there's plenty of opportunity for you to see it, even if you're not going to be in Utah where Glenn is going to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Laura Logan. Laura Logan is, man, she is becoming outspoken uh, on on the media. Is she not? She really is. And, you know, she's been a you know a good journalist for, but, but a journalist, a mainstream journalist that you would not necessarily think would be bringing this type of analysis. Minutes. Yeah. I mean. Uh, listen to this is uh, listen to her commentary on journalism and the state of it right now. This is uh, her interview on Fox News. I've been a journalist for more than three decades, and I have to say that I feel ashamed. This is a terrible moment for us as journalists, and I've been saying for several years now that accountability begins with us. People across this country ask me all the time about fake news and uh, how we got to this point where there's so little trust in the media, and you you see it. It's plain right in front of you right here. And I'll give you one of, uh, one of the most frustrating examples for me from the beginning is, do you remember when every Everyone was making fun of the president for saying that he was uh, wiretapped during the campaign, that the Trump Tower was being wiretapped. And uh, we got lost in a conversation about semantics, and he was lampooned by the media. But later it emerged that the president's campaign and Trump Tower were being surveilled by the intelligence agencies, which is obvious that's exactly what he meant. And no one stood up then and said, oh, the president was right. The intelligence agencies were listening to his campaign. So it didn't surprise me that journalists weren't, you know, ready to stand up and say, oh, we were wrong and the president was right. That's not surprising, but it doesn't make it any better. It's not a fine moment for journalists and journalism is all i've done all my life wow what is what, what, what she was kind of she she had a traumatic experience she disappears she comes back and now she's this woman where where is she headed what is happening to her do you have any idea I really don't. Um, I know we've reached out to try to uh, have her on, and I, I, that would be an interesting place to go. I mean, That's I would where love I really, to really, I would like to know, where are you headed? Where, what are you doing? You do these uh, interviews uh, on, on a podcast that gets released every weekend. If you haven't listened to these, they're great. There's, you can go and binge on, you know, was there 20 of them now? Yeah, and Abby Johnson is coming this weekend. Yeah, from un- yeah, she's and the her, story, the unplanned movie is about yeah, her story, and, yeah. And she, mm-hmm. wow, is that powerful. Yesterday, I just recorded something with Arthur Brooks. Awesome. Which is the the you have to listen every second of that one. It went 90 minutes. It could have gone four hours. I mean, it was the most fascinating, fun, funny, intriguing, full of disagreement. I mean, it was amazing. That's the format, though, I would love for you to talk to Laura Logan on because her life is incredible and and what she's gone through. And and, yes, and. I mean, you know, from mainstream journalist to an incredible victim of a terrible, horrible, horrible assault and. And now coming back and being critical of of journalists, and it's hard to demean her credibility, right? Like this is not someone yeah, who how you go after her. You can't go after her, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, she's been, uh, you know, along. Uh, she's been in that world. She's seen it from every single angle, and to show her disappointment this publicly is really a 
big deal and i it, so far i haven't heard much about it other than you know from conservative circles but this is a pretty big she was not a i wouldn't certainly not consider her no a, a conservative no. or anything like it she was no. just a journalist and i don't know if she's a conservative now i, I yeah i don't either i mean i have no idea what but her political views that's are. where you jump to a lot you wonder if okay you know maybe a fan of the administration or you know when you hear defenders you hear it so rarely from mainstream journalists so you, you wonder if I, I don't I don't think you're right on mainstream journalists, but I don't think um, that it's it's all that uncommon or will be all that uncommon coming soon in your, you know, in your relationships with friends. Uh, I mean, people are going to start saying things like, look, I don't like Donald Trump and what he does in his tweets and, you know, who he is. And, you know, I don't agree with everything, but you know what? I really don't agree with the way this is being handled and I don't trust these people and this is crazy. And, yeah. You know, you're going to you're you're going to start seeing a meeting here of the minds of the left and the media has gone so far out of orbit that nobody is soon. I think nobody is going to want to be there when when Barack Obama think of this when Barack Obama is now perceived as an outsider a failure and somebody that shouldn't be listened to by the incoming Congress. The Democrats had a caucus of the new freshmen and uh, they brought Barack Obama in and behind closed doors. He said, look, stop, stop, slow down. You're going too far. You're going too fast. You have to have common sense. You have to read the room. You have to be able to pay for things. And, immediately was rejected as a failure of a president and as somebody who was a disappointment for progressives and to be clear he doesn't mean any of those things he's no, not he's, just, he's saying, just saying you gotta if you want to get these things done here's how to, to do it yeah, here's how you act and they really truly believe that and i think this is the fault of the press because they've never pushed back on any of these people and so the press just has led them to believe no everybody believes this we're fine yeah we're fine. Now is our time. And the bias isn't always uh, incredibly obvious. Like, let me give you a somewhat subtle example of this. And I hear this all the time from the media. This happened with Mueller coming out and the Mueller report comes out and they say, you know, he's exonerated on the collusion thing. And this is obviously good news for the president. And then after this happens, a day or two after, there is a ruling on Obamacare. Uh, it's, the ruling actually happened a while ago, but the, the, the administration changed their position on it and said, we're not going to fight this ruling, which basically throws Obamacare out. And Trump has now jumped on this sort of bandwagon. He's talked in, in closed door meetings about he, how he wants to you know, go after Obamacare again. And so the analysis all day yesterday and today was Donald Trump. Do you believe this guy? He had this all this good news. The economy is, is smoking. The you know mm-hmm. the the Mueller report. He's he's exonerated. Uh, you know blah blah. They they tick off six or seven really positive things. And the analysis is well, he could be running on those things, and instead he's going to Obamacare, which is not a popular um, topic when it comes to the polls. 
which there's some validity in this point, right? Like, I, I think as a conservative, I would say, you know, uh, I really care about Obamacare going away, and I think it's really bad, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I believe in it on principle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, as a political analyst, you could say, okay, well, why not try to take advantage of these great things instead of derailing yourself mm-hmm. in this positive moment? Mm-hmm. Fine analysis. Mm-hmm. However, where was the positive analysis before this? There was never a moment in which they acknowledged it was positive until they could bring up the negative of him focusing on the wrong thing. Yes. All these things were going all of this time, including no evidence on the Mueller thing that had really uh, of any clarity. But that's the only late breaking one. All the other ones were long term trends that were positive. And they don't give him credit when they're positive. Then just criticize him for not mentioning the positives when it goes negative. It's why they think they can never lose, but it's why they are losing it's why they have no credibility. They think they can never lose because they can take whatever it is and use it as a negative. So here's all these positives, but they've never used them as a positive. Right. They're using them as a negative, which puts them in the position of always being right. They're always right. In their own minds, at in least. Their, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. In yeah. their own minds. So you can never be wrong. Right. Because even well, when minute, things are going well, he's not taking advantage of the things that are going well enough. Yeah. Na- like, the I, National I, Socialist Movement in Germany killed millions of people. Well, yeah, but that was the Nazis. Okay, well, millions more were killed in the Soviet Union. Yeah, well, that was the Soviet Union. They didn't do it right. Well, even more millions of people were killed in communist China, where you're saying that's the new model, this hybrid between communism and capitalism. You're saying that's the new model. That's where we should all be going and emulating. Well, not exactly. That's uh, That still wasn't done right. Well, North Korea, well, they're not doing it right. Cuba, they're not doing it right. Venezuela, they're not doing it right. I mean, No one ever does it right. Right. So you can never defeat it because it was never done right. right. They're always right. I got news for you. They're wrong. They're wrong. They've been wrong since 18, what was it, 1858. They've been wrong when they wrote it around a typewriter. And they are wrong still today. And don't let those, those games play any role in your head. And know this, it's coming down. It's already starting to come apart. All you have to do is keep calm and carry on. Be a happy warrior because it's about to all come down and eat itself. I mean, some tough times are coming in between, but be happy. All right. uh, Spring is here and the perfect time to take the small steps to re-energize yourself and refresh your home. Don't wait until you move. Change your home. Re-update your home. Live for the day in it. Now, don't I mean, don't eat, drink and be merry and without any concern for the future. That's why I'm sending you to blinds.com. They've done 15 million windows covered with uh, covered the windows of people all over the country. 30,000 five star customer reviews. They're the number one choice in America for custom window coverings. Now, why? Because they do it. They do it right. They send you the free samples. They have the money back guarantee. And it's high quality at an affordable price. 
100% satisfaction guaranteed. Where? Blinds.com. Spring with a zing is their new sale. Go to Blinds.com now, April through April 2nd, to get up to 40% off their most popular styles, plus an extra 5% off with the promo code BACK. That's Blinds.com. Up to 40% on customer favorites, plus an extra 5% off with promo code BACK. Blinds.com, promo code BACK. We have a newbie. We have a virgin uh, Blaze member on the phone. Tim. Tim. Hey, Tim. Yes. How you doing? Hey, Glenn. Good. I know this is your first time. Uh, Welcome to the Blaze. Glad you're here. What's happening? I'm a long-time listener when you were in the Philly market, but I got to tell you, Stu was right on point with this whole Obamacare thing. But remember, Trump plays in three dimensions when he's playing chess. What better way to make the fake news talk about the important issues is for Trump to ignore them. So it's forcing them now to talk about all, all the stuff that is really on the agenda and then he can still concentrate on Obamacare. You know, a genius. I, well, I hope that you're right. I hope that you're right. Uh, and he could be. I, I mean, I, I have no idea how to predict Trump. I talked to a good friend of his uh, and it's uh, Eric Bowling. And I asked him, I said, so is he is he a genius? Is he lucky? What is he? He's like, you never know because he'll never tell you. And of course, after it works out well, he'll say, of course, that's what I thought. He says, oh, this is coming from a friend. He's like, you never know. He might be. He might not be. I know we got in trouble with uh, John Roberts thinking that he was uh, an, some sort of an evil genius. But so far, it is working out uh, to the advantage uh, of of conservatives. Uh, and on in on many fronts with Donald Trump on some not so good. Uh, the farmers are they're hemorrhaging. They're hemorrhaging right now uh, because of uh, uh, because of the trade deal. But he's close to closing that trade deal. Now we just all have to gather together and say, OK, the farmers took one for the team. You've got your deal now. Please relieve that pressure. Please relieve that pressure and help out our farmers and farmers. You can do it. He will listen to you after he gets the deal. I don't think he wants to get rid of the trade barriers, but he will if you stand up and say, we were with you, Mr. President. Help us. Because they really, our farmers have really taken it on the chin. Uh, But I'm glad to see that real issues uh, can be talked about well i mean probably for the next 25 minutes and then something (laughs) crazy will happen uh on the left and uh, we'll have to talk about that for a while what's what's the latest with beto i want to talk to you a little bit about our spotlight sponsor it is uh relief factor relief factor 100 percent uh drug free created by doctors four key ingredients that help your body's fight against inflammation um, sleeping through the night, tossing and turning, neck, shoulder, back pain, hip pain. What I mean, what a, whatever it is, it's stopping you from doing the things that you want to do. I today I I hand wrote my uh, monologue, and I don't know the last time that I hand wrote a monologue um, because my hands hurt so much. Uh, I can do it most days now with uh, relief factor. Three-week quick start. Try it. It's a dollar a day. Get your life back. What, can it get worse? No. It can just go on and on. Get Relief Factor and find the relief you're looking for. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. The fusion of entertainment and 
and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know what I think one of the biggest issues in my life is, and I bet we're the same, is school. I, it, trying to get, trying to get my kids into the right school. And I don't mean like they've got to go to this school. I mean, just to a school that's not indoctrinating them. And then figuring out how to do that, how to, I mean, it's no longer just put your kids on the bus and then don't ever ask them what they learned. That's what I grew up with. And that's why we're in this situation. And then college. It is the thing that Tanya and I probably disagree with on the most. And we really have avoided talking about it because she's like, they've got to go to college. And I'm like, they've got to not go to college unless they're going to be a doctor. Uh, Where do you fall on this? How do we make these decisions? Well, there is somebody that is a great writer uh, who strangely left college the first year in, and yet she can still write. Uh, And she... She would like to give the graduation uh, commencement speech in high schools, but nobody will uh, ask her because it starts out with this. Hey, graduates, don't go to college. It's a scam. We talk to her next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, real quick, one minute, and then we're uh, right back into the show. I want to tell you about X Chair. X Chair is uh, is an office chair uh, for your home, for uh, your your office space. You can get it yourself if you happen to be buying office chairs. Please don't go to Staples and buy everybody office chairs from Staples. Please go look at least look and try an X Chair. X Chair is not you know staples or your grandfather's office chair this is a very comfortable chair that has all of the back support and everything you need because you're in it for you know at least six hours a day most of us are in a chair for you know eight hours a day they have them in all the budgets all sizes and the and and uh and finishes they've got it from really high-end leather to just mesh it's great X chair. Try it out yourself. Go to xchairbeck.com right now. You can get their X basic model for $100 off or as low as $28 a month with 0% financing. So order today. Also get a free footrest at xchairbeck.com. That's X, the letter X, chairbeck.com or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR. That's 1-844-4X-CHAIR. Bridget Fetessy, she is a writer and the host of Walk-Ins Welcome. Uh, she has just written something for The Spectator. Stop wasting your money on college. And Bridget, I got to tell you, it's very, very funny and right on the money. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Good. How are you? How old are you? I'm 40. You're 40. I am. Uh, and you dropped out of college uh, your first year. Yeah, many, many moons ago. Okay. I dropped out um, after my first, the first half of my, my freshman year. And you, you dropped out. I mean, that was at a time when everybody must have thought you were crazy. Nobody was talking about indoctrination or cost of school or, no, no, no. or alternative ways to learn anything. Why did you drop out? Um, I'm the oldest of five and it was pretty mandatory that I go. It was just expected. And, and after my first semester, I saw, I didn't, I knew I wanted to be a writer and I saw what my loans were after one semester and I just 
played the tape forward. I saw that basically if I got out of college, I would have these loans that I would be strapped to the the loans. And then I would end up having to take jobs that I hated and probably not be able to do what I wanted to do, which was write. And so I felt like I already knew how to write and I knew basic grammar and I took my chances. And it, it was, a, I mean, a long road, but I don't regret that decision for two seconds. Um, I, I'm currently having uh, the discussion. My kids are uh, 12 and 14. My youngest, my two eldest went to uh, college. Um, but now I just I because of indoctrination, the debt, mm. uh, the uh, the ridiculousness of it, you don't need it. I mean, unless you're going to be a doctor, you know, then then you yeah. then you need it. But if for an average job, you can go to a trade school or you can learn online. It's endless the way you can you can learn. That's the thing. There's so many other opportunities. You could go to a community college for two years and transfer and get go to a state school for the final two and still get a degree. If you're really gung-ho on getting a degree or you just want to go to school to learn and try and figure out what you're interested in, which fair enough, I, w- I had the blessing of knowing what I wanted to do pretty young. And that is something that I also don't take for granted. And I know that many people don't have that kind of but vision you, or drive. But you know but, what? You don't. Why would you spend a hundred thousand dollars? I have no idea. To find I, yourself. That's the most no, ridiculous I, thing I've ever heard. There's no return on investment, especially with the liberal arts schools now, the way that they are. I put a I'm working on a piece and put a call out for people to tell me how they were self-censoring. And many of the emails that I've received are from students and colleges who feel like they can't express their opinion, their true opinion, which to me is insane because college is where you're supposed to learn how to Mm -hmm. critically think. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is not the primary motivation of teachers these days you, even in schools younger than college but in college in particular you write uh, for for most of you however college will be a four-year exercise in binge drinking procrastinating and chaining yourself to the dean's office in protest of a guest speaker who offends your delicate <laughs> sensibilities it's a bubble in which you will more than likely develop an adderall addiction a crippling anxiety disorder only exasperated by cry closets and an attitude of enlightenment and moral superiority about privilege that will serve you well as a blogger in the outrage industrial complex and literally nowhere else in life ever (laughs) how's that not worth the money i don't understand by the way there's four more paragraphs that i'd like to read on that but it's the same kind of gist you get it i i think we're you know it's obviously written quite tongue-in-cheek and and um no but it's true it it is is funny the way you say it but it's true you'll learn to indulge your feelings and believe that everyone else is responsible for them you'll come to expect trigger warnings and safe spaces and everyone handling you with kid gloves basically you won't want to learn basically you won't learn much about life it's all the freedom of adulthood with none of the responsibilities or consequences that's all right it was interesting getting out of it was interesting being one of the people that didn't go to college and then seeing my friends get out of college and not have any idea how to do anything (laughs) they don't teach you anything i mean i had at that point registered my car and 
had to go get an apartment and all of these very basic practical life skills. And my friends who just spent $100,000 on college couldn't do any of that. And what, what are you learning exactly? And if you get out of a school with a degree, for instance, in gender studies, what, what are you going to do other than blog or teach gender studies? I, I, don't, I really don't understand. I'm sure some, someone will, you know, school me online with the other things you can do with this degree. But from my perspective, it's not practical. And how are you adding to, I, I think that the students that I've witnessed coming out seem to have, you know, hand me a job because I went to college. So there's this attitude of just entitlement to life owing you something, as I said, and also just this inability to fail. You, you have to learn how to fail in life. It's, we can't shield our kids from messing up. I, I have to tell you, I had, um, I had um, dinner with um, several people from Rwanda, and mm-hmm. there were, I think, five women and a couple of guys that had come over from Rwanda and had uh, gotten scholarships at Harvard and everywhere else. Uh, and these great schools gave them scholarships and all of them, but one were studying architecture, uh, public systems, uh, as far as, you know, uh, water systems, uh, they were farming, all these things. One, one chose to stay here and she was going to, uh, use her degree in, uh, feminine studies, women's studies, uh, and the Holocaust. And I thought, you know, here are, I don't remember how many there were, five or six people. Five of them are going back and they are going to make their country better, legitimately going to help build their country. They're living in a country that did have a Holocaust, but it is the most remarkable story of healing I've ever seen that you will never see in any grievance class. And she's staying here. It was just, it was so remarkable to me of what a waste that was. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about those, the the individuals. And I would say that in situations like that, I'm not sure what inspires an individual to make a decision like that. I, I could say my, I mean, I write, but I sometimes joke that I'm pretty useless, you know, like, (laughs) <laughs> if the dollar collapses and like the or the, oh. we all, if something happens and the grid goes down, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be pretty pointless. <laughs> you and I don't want to be around each other because they will, they will actually eat you second to last because you'll at least be able to birth children. I'm the first one to go. I have no skills whatsoever except storytelling, and that one gets old really fast when people are hungry. I'm forty. So the uh, the birth the birthing years are you know approaching. You better hope <laughs> for the whole. Feeding. You better you better hope you better hope for the meltdown to happen soon. Otherwise, yeah, you and me. The next couple of years, or I'm just basically <laughs> going to be food on the Barbie. Yeah, Bridget, do you see that that there is a there's a real advantage for people coming out of high school in in that four or four plus year head start. You know, where you have not only the financial part of the Head Start, where you're maybe $100,000 ahead of the game with no debt, but also you're you're able to work during that time and learn the, the, the business that you want to go into 
when everyone else is, you know, screwing around at college. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, you know what I learned how to be a hustler and <laughs> not a hustler in the bad sense of the word. <laughs> Are you there? Go ahead. My, my phone may, may die. That's um, <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a landline, and they, apparently the batteries die in like five seconds. But, um, <laughs> wow, a landline! Who I know, has? They still make them. <laughs> it's wow, my apocalypse fears. Um, <laughs> no, I think that it taught me just how to. I have oh. the confidence to be able to. Um, you're got, you're yeah. got, Bridget, if this you can still hear us, landlines. this is why you don't have a landline. <laughs> this used to be for cell phones. Yeah. No, can you please get on a landline? Yeah. She's on a landline now. It's like, oh, dear God, can you please live in the 20th century, 21st century? It's possible. They're not even putting batteries in landlines anymore. I have one, and I haven't used it in so long. I don't, <laughs> I know. I don't even know. I, know. I, I, have a, I have a landline and a phone like that, yeah. and it shocked me. It would, I, I just was like, it never works. We, we plug it in. It never works. <laughs> the battery. I discovered it takes batteries. What? <laughs> what batteries? Brilliant. It's plugged maybe, in. Maybe this isn't a commercial for not going to college after all. None of us know how to even know how to use a phone. <laughs> oh no, 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 nobody. College students don't know how to use a phone, a landline. Uh, Bridget, we'll have to uh, reschedule her if you can call back on. <laughs> not on a landline. Uh, we'll uh, continue our conversation here. Let me just take one minute break. See if we can get her back on. Car Shield is our uh, is our sponsor. Here's one thing: uh, you know that um, if you're thinking you want a good job, you can make a lot of money as an auto mechanic. Now, what auto mechanics? They don't make good money, really. They don't because there are no more auto mechanics. Yeah, they're desperate Supply for auto me- and demand. Yes, yeah. it's the free market. There are no auto mechanics, so auto mechanics are are being paid. Sometimes $100,000 a year. Oh, my gosh. You're just a lowly $100,000 a year auto mechanic. It's great. And it's, it's all computers. You can't do it yourself, blah, blah, blah. Look, you need an extended warranty because cars, fixing them today, it's all computers. A sensor goes. It's $1,000. If we can't get more people fixing the cars, the price is going to keep going up. Take that stress out of your life. If your warranty is expired, get extended coverage now through CarShield. Do it now. Because when this thing goes, man, you you don't want to pay that bill. CarShield. Go to CarShield.com. CarShield.com. Get covered now. 800-CAR-6000. 800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code BECK at CarShield.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, she is back. Okay. All right. We have her back on. Bridget, are are you there? <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. All right. So can you can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Is everything okay now? <laughs> I could hear you guys joking about how this this segment was about how we can use a landline. (laughs) All right, so so Bridget, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that uh, I I just read this the other day, and it's the only thing that gave me pause. My son, uh, you know, he he's not going. He he wants to be. Uh, either uh, like a nurse practitioner or something like that, uh, uh, or a, a structural engineer, which he has to go to college for both of those things. 
There's other options in front of him that don't require college. And I just read two days ago that made me go, geez, I don't want to screw up my son's life. It said uh, that uh, those that do not have a college degree, men or boys that don't have a college degree now, uh, they have a like a 40 percent unemployment rate. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to doom my kid to, you know, a future of of unemployment. But at least he would be unemployed with no debt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's 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 kind of how I feel. But what? Why is it? Uh, what? Why is this the unemployment? What are the reasons that they cite? Just not having a degree? Because right, well, yeah. it's a chicken and egg situation, right? A lot of people who you know, yeah. the society says if you're responsible, you go to college. So therefore, people who aren't responsible don't go to college, right? Or you're a dummy. You're not right. smart enough to get a degree. So, but the just other, yeah. uh, everybody's got to have a college degree so you just immediately brush off those who don't right right i i'm so when i one of the things i was saying when i got cut off is that it taught me how the that extra four years that i had in that space i found my way into jobs that you would traditionally maybe need a degree for just because of tenacity or you meet people or you're out in the work field one of which was working with autistic kids and I was an aide privately because they didn't want people who had been trained in behavioral. They wanted more artistic people who might ha be able to think outside the box to mm. do this program that then the families trained me in. And then I had all this life experience. And in, in a field like that, you really can't, you can't put, you know, if I wanted to go work for a school system, of course I would need a degree, but to work privately, I, I with if you have a gift with you know in, in a certain area and it's an area where it's something like kids with autism where it's challenging and um, they're not going to care if you have a degree or not if you're if you have experience and I think that you know I was reading an article the other day that I've received a lot of pushback on this obviously and it was mm -hmm. about how the the um, the death rate is higher for people who don't go to college. And again, there's so many socioeconomic factors that are involved in that. Mm. And I don't really know. I'm, I would like, I would have to see the whole entire study and mm -hmm. how they're studying mm -hmm. the, the, these factors because my brother didn't go to college. My brother went out and became a deep sea fisherman. And then he taught himself construction just by working with guys mm -hmm. who were construction. He bought a house. He invested in silver. He is now a fireman. You know, he never, and he has a great life. A, 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 he owns a house and he's, he's educated himself. And my, um, uh, my other sister didn't go to college. She went to college, but she started a whole organizing people's lives business. And you don't need to, you know, she said, I, I didn't need to go to college to help people basically Marie Kondo their lives. So I think that there are a lot of paths and you really, and the other thing I was saying is that not going to college taught me resilience and it taught me that I have an ability to find work or create work or go, you know, I was a waitress for years and this is the other thing. I think people have this idea of work that's beneath them. Yes. And you just have to be able to take a job. You yes. do, you, and you do, do what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
and yeah. do it and have work ethic and show up and i had a lot of horrible horrible <laughs> jobs and oh, i've had some right. good ones but i mean you when you're first starting you have to be willing to do the worst if they tell you clean the toilets clean the toilets man and just be yes. the best at cleaning the toilets and you will advance you will and i re- and you'll learn from that job mm-hmm. more than any other job and yep. you'll learn things that you you never would have expected to learn and you'll meet people and you know how i love that expression how you do anything is how you do everything yes so you are recognized for your work ethic no matter what you're doing when i was in Japan, this was something that really struck me was their um, work ethic and just their presence and attention to detail, even the bartenders, just how much, how much pride they had in whatever job they had. And that was something that I took even when I was waitressing, I, it would, it would have been yep. very easy for me to be, um, you know, angry. And yep. instead I just kind of approached it like I'm literally being of service. I get to just go up and this is my job and I'm being of service. And Bridget, I just think people have that. They have to just fuck up. British, uh, uh, Br- British, Bridget Fetacy, uh, dot com. British dot uh, 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 com. You can follow her. Thank you for being on the program. Love to talk again. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Did I screw up her name? Well, you, you screw up everybody's name, but I think you were actually pretty good on that one. All Congratulations. Right, All right, thank you very mm-hmm. much. You're just looking at me, and I'm like, oh, I screwed up her name, didn't I? Because that's what I usually do. Anyway, uh, from the wildfires out in the west to the tornado tornadoes in the southeast, uh, Liberty Safes still stand amongst the destruction all around them we have seen this and it's amazing when there is nothing but chimneys in an entire neighborhood is completely burned to the ground and there among the wreckage is this liberty safe and you open it and everything is fine it's amazing it's kind of like you should build your whole house out of a liberty safe uh liberty safe is the best built safe on the planet when you buy one you'll understand two things why we say that and two uh you should have bought a bigger one you can keep everything in them from keepsakes uh you know to your guns whatever it is that you have to protect against a thief or mother nature it is liberty safe you'll find them on sale now at local cabela's and you'll find all the latest sales and promotions at LibertySafe.com. Go to LibertySafe.com, the safe I use to protect the things most valuable to me. LibertySafe.com. Glenn will be in Utah for screenings of Unplanned. It's a movie that comes out on Friday. Go to GlennBeck.com, get all the details on where he's going to be and how you can join him. Can I just take a moment here, a personal moment, Stu? I was at a yard sale the other day. And, mm-hmm. uh, I found, uh, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a painter. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I was looking for old canvases that I could just take and, uh, you know, they just, you know, uh, take the, scrape the old paint off and, oh, and so you can paint over them. Yeah. Paint over it. Paint and, new things. and I saw this painting at this yard sale and I okay. thought, wow, uh, this artist, it's unfinished. Uh, but I, I think he might've gone too far. Uh, and what it appears to be is an unfinished painting of, uh, it's, it's, it's big too. It's an unfinished painting okay, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says uh, at the top, wait, you mean I only had to call it dot, dot, dot. And then the bottom, it says Planned Parenthood. Hmm. And it appears to be 
uh, a very old uh, image of uh, Hitler. It does appear to be that, yes. Yeah, and it's like he's reading a newspaper, and this is why I think it's unfinished, because I think the newspaper would probably have the headline, uh, uh, Senate fails to condemn infanticide. That's just a guess. I don't know this artist. I don't well, know. Yeah, how would you know what they're going to paint? Right. Um, uh, but you're a person who's interested in art. As you know, you were yes. named the 100th most important person in the world of art. I was. Uh, many I was. years ago. Yes, yes. And so you're the type of person who would, who would mm-hmm. notice something like this. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the image of Hitler, interestingly... Not flattering. Not flattering. No. Um, and not only does he seem old, it almost seems like it's a reversal of the Nazi propaganda art, which we used to vilify... Oh almost i'm guessing that's exactly what the artist was going for really yeah not a flattering but but a use of propaganda against exactly the way they did it except a reversal of it hmm you see what i mean i i do see that Um, so i didn't know what to do with it i mean god forbid i finish it you know i wouldn't want to finish it no should i throw it away should I maybe there's somebody else I could I could auction it off and give all the proceeds to, you know, Abby Johnson's uh, deal. <laughs> I'm sure well, she'd appreciate I mean, I'm sure she'd appreciate the help <laughs> of this uh, of this. Right. So she may not want to do. She, she may, may not, not want to be. She may not want this is because mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little controversial. It, it's ironic, mm-hmm. though. Right. I mean. He was doing infanticide, and the German people stopped him from doing it. Yeah, this is early on because we. Yeah, this is before the final solution, right? He the first thing they started with was undesirable Undesirable children. We'll get rid of them because Mm -hmm. they're burdens on the parents and the system, right? And at first, the the German people were like, "No way, you can't just kill innocent children." So he had to hide it from them. Mm And so I think what the artist was thinking here is: here's Hitler, really old in Argentina. In Argentina, right. reading the newspaper that the Senate says, no, uh-uh. infanticide is good. And New York's lit up the sky in pink. And he's like, wait, it would have been OK if I just would have called it Planned Parenthood. Would they have lit up buildings for him right. in those early days? Very ironic painting. Odd and thing I'm, for someone to be selling at a yard sale, I'll say. It's weird. I, 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 saw, oh, I saw it and I was like, wow, that's weird and unfinished. Because I think the artist did it and then just it's almost like he just slopped the words on it at the top and didn't finish everything because he thought this may be too far. Right. <laughs> I'm guessing. It could be. Right. Could be. Mm-hmm. Maybe not far enough. I don't know. And as a person who is the 100th most important person in art, you have a, right. a, a certain insight into the mind of an artist I that others might do, not have. Yes. Yes. This unknown artist did he, is it signed by him no, or her no, or any of the other no, potential genders signed. they could be? Nope. Unfinished. You know, an artist doesn't sign it until it's finished. Until so it's, it's unfinished. Finished. You can mm-hmm. see, I mean, it's still, it's, it's a sloppy down at the bottom and the handwriting <laughs> up there is sloppy. And although the Hitler's pretty good, I mean, if you're going for that propaganda art, it's pretty good. It yeah. kind of looks like, uh, you know, uh, the way he used to portray the Jews in propaganda. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it kind of yeah. seems exactly like that. It's not yeah. a, you know, yeah, but I mean, it, it's obviously a ridiculous point. I mean, ridiculous. It, for example, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood and, and other abortion clinics are responsible for millions and millions of people who could otherwise be alive, but no longer are. Yeah, like, That's not a, 
Yeah, like like uh, forty million more deaths. Fifty or sixty yeah. million. Yeah, you know what I mean. More. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I. Who knows? My guess is uh, that the artist just didn't consider that. So, would you know how to auction something like that off, just to see if we could raise money for? Because I don't agree with this. Of course, I think this is horrible. But maybe somebody would want the canvas. The yeah, question is, it's a big should canvas. I go in and finish it for this artist? Imagining what I think that artist was going for. Well, maybe you could just go or back just, to maybe you just go back to the house and drop it off and say, "Would you mind finishing this?" Um, well, I don't know if the artist lived at that yard sale. I don't either, but I'm yeah. just saying maybe maybe they could finish. Look, it. you don't have to worry about that. That's their problem. That's their problem. Right. The person who painted it's problem. Right. You let them and I'll do get it. Them to sign it, and then maybe it would be a uh, you could support charities that support life. Support, uh, you know, people, huh. uh, survivors. Uh, so let's of this era. Po- let's could we post this someplace for auction? Because I'm sure, I'm sure any of those sites that post things, they would be more than happy. Oh, there's a lot. People really <laughs> like being involved in this type of thing. I'll yeah, say we that we might have to do it just over the phone. People just call in and bid on it. Well, you do have uh, multiple websites. So you could put it on glenbeck.com, for example. Well, I don't know if I want my name associated with an unknown artist. <laughs> That's like true. This. Yeah. Well, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Because it might if look you like happen an endorsement. to miss it, uh, you know, or if you're just listening on the radio, go to glenbeck.com. I'm sure that they will grab something, you know, in this segment and put it up there so you can see it. Again, it's unfinished. I don't mean to apologize for the artist, but I think he thought this might be too far. And uh, wished he had a vehicle like this to say, I don't know, too far or should it be finished? Mm. You you know? Know, it's always good for people to have that option. To kind it of is. Float it is. an idea, it a is. little trial balloon. It see how that, how that comes out. I'm it sure, is. well, I can't think of oh, any I can't imagine negative. This. No negatives. No negatives. Zero, zero negatives. Right. And that's my view. Yes. Mine too. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's move on now and uh, talk to you a little bit about re- real estate agents I trust. Let's say you're moving because you've been kicked out of your home because your career's fallen apart from bad decision making. How do you wait? Wait, that's pretty specific. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, you know, I'm just giving one of the many scenarios really? that can happen. That yeah. could happen. Yeah, to, to All right, So, what's that scenario again? So, like, let's say you're making a, a series of really uh, questionable decisions. <laughs> okay, and your career like falls apart. Well, I, let's take this artist for example. Right. Maybe. Maybe he was an artist that was uh, on his way up, on his way up, and then right. decided to paint that, and, and that was the end of his like, career. People saw that, and they were like, "This guy's a monster," <laughs> and that's why it was at the yard sale. And, and you know, it would be the guy who painted it. They'd call a monster, and not the guy who was painted, and not the organization that was uh, listed at the bottom. <laughs> right? They would find the artist to be the monster exactly out of that scenario. Exactly right. Exactly right. Which is and amazing. You know who would find that the most offensive are the people who love propaganda. They mm. <laughs> issue yeah. propaganda all the time they just wouldn't be able to connect with the irony Mm. of that propaganda but let's say you're significantly downsizing (laughs) let's say you're going from a large home to a small trailer and you need a real estate agent uh, if you're lucky to to walk you through that process okay all right well i would call real estate agents i trust.com yes that's i may even call real estate agents i trust.com i just go on the website and say hey I really need to sell my house. And what they'll do is they will assign somebody that really knows how much that house is worth and get you top dollar. And, you know, they might even be able to smuggle you out of the neighborhood in the trunk of their car. I'm not saying that, but 
Maybe. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Trump is meeting right now with the wife of the Venezuelan opposition leader um, as uh, the U.S. is ramping up sanctions on Maduro. Uh, It is amazing to see the opposition leader sitting, you know, next to him in the Oval Office next to that fireplace. Uh, and the ramifications of this. I think it's bold, and I applaud the president for doing that. There's nothing nothing that we should be thinking more of besides, you know, the unborn than the people who are truly suffering right now in our own hemisphere in Venezuela. Um, also, the Democrats, you know, I think they like pie. I think they like pie because they got a lot of pie on their face, you know, uh, recently with uh, – uh, with well, first with the elections, where they, oh, there's not a chance he's going to win. Hmm, yeah, he won, uh, and then they were like, "Oh, that's just because he stole it from Hillary." Pie, I uh, and he was working with the Russians. Pie, and he's definitely going to jail. Pie, and he's going to be walked out of the Oval Office in handcuffs. Pie, and you can trust Mueller. Pie, and he's definitely going to come out. Pie, and Mueller can't be trusted. Pie. I mean, they just they love pie. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. President Trump has reintroduced his attack on Obamacare. He can't do pie. Yeah, he really can. A Texas judge has made strides to invalidate Obamacare. This happened last year. Trump has been relatively quiet about it, but he has doubled down now. And the Department of Justice has announced that Trump intends to axe the entire Obamacare law. Well, he can't. Many will. New York Times put a squad of reporters on the story, which is titled, What Happens If Obamacare is Struck Down? Probably good things. Your, your health care uh, will eventually go down. It'll become more, uh, more affordable. Uh, in case you can't guess where they stand on the issue, here's the subheader. The Affordable Care Act touches the lives of most Americans. Some 21 million could lose health insurance if Trump administration were to succeed in having the law ruled unconstitutional. So is there a chance it could go to the Supreme Court? Yeah. Problem is, in 2012, the court upheld Obamacare, and uh, the fi- five of the justices who upheld the law are still on the court. According to the Associated Press, several GOP senators said Tuesday that Trump told them to ensure those with pre-existing conditions that they stayed protected as they work on Obamacare replacement. Republicans appear ready to back up the president on health care for now. Trump is thinking that the issue is the issue that will define us as conservatives. Now, here's our favorite part of the real-life nurse nurse ratchet uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, part of the story. Here's what she had to say. Last night, in federal court, the Justice Department of the Trump administration, you think they'd have more to do, uh, decided not only to try to destroy protections for pre-existing conditions, but to tear down every last benefit and protection the ACA affords. The GOP will never stop trying to destroy the affordable health care of America's families. We're going forward <laughs> with the Protecting the Pre-Existing Condition and Making Health Care More Affordable Act. That's a line for applause. Uh-huh. Okay, please, please clap. Please you clap. have to. Suffice to say, it lowers health care insurance premiums, stops junk, ban pl- junk plans, strengthens protections for How pre-existing conditions, and reverses the GOP health care sabotage. Oh. 
Protecting and strengthening health care is why Democrats are here on day one, the first day as we were sworn in, uh, in the 116th Congress, the House voted to intervene against Republicans' monstrous health care lawsuit. Mm, that's that's good for her. She should, you know, that health care is working out really well for her because she's got, you know, Nancy, I don't know if you know this, but you can find dentures that fit. Don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen dentures true. in a long time, but that, I'm if, we, sure. if we had Medicare for all, she could. Oh, well, you're right. You're right. When you're that. right, you're right. I love that she took the Affordable Health Care Act and she said they're trying to uh, stop affordable health care. No, they're trying to stop the Affordable Health Care Act because that act does not create affordable health care. Our insurance premiums have gone through the roof, and you wouldn't know that because you're nowhere near insurance premiums. But the average person knows the premiums and the cost of health care has gone through the roof. And you're trying to tell us still the same lie that this is making health care more affordable. We now have the proof it's not. It's horrible. Now, here's the only downside on this. Is this election positioning or does it have an actual chance? If it's election positioning, I don't know if it's going to go very far, quite honestly, because we've already heard this promise from the GOP. We're going to get rid of Obamacare. Shut up. You had the chance. You could have done it. You, Donald Trump was the biggest gift to the conservative movement in this way. He's the biggest distraction I've ever seen. When George Soros spent billions of dollars to create misdirection so they could get this stuff through. Donald Trump had the entire world watching. He, you could have pulled out the yeah. Constitution and said, oh, by the way, we're abolishing absolutely everything else except what's already been written down in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And you just needed to tweak about Mika in the morning, yeah. and then everyone would have been distracted. Yeah, everybody would have been distracted. You could have done anything. You could have done anything, and they blew it. So I don't have, uh, I don't have any uh, belief that the Republicans are serious on this. And here's the one thing yesterday. Uh, uh, President Trump tweeted, he said, the Republican Party will become the party of health care. That frightens me a bit because I think there are those in the Republican Party who are like, yeah, we've got to replace it. Romney is here. We could get Mitt Romney to come up with a great health care system. No. And the issue is, of course, John Roberts will light the Constitution on fire again to protect this law if it gets to him. And you're going to have to get a whole nother. You need at least one more conservative justice to get that. thing. If you haven't read the story on what Mm. contortions. That John Rob John Roberts should be impeached for what we now know of what he did with Obamacare. He changed his whole point of view, which we speculated, but why he did it is unbelievable. He should be impeached. He should not be sitting on the Supreme Court. What he did, in my opinion, is impeachable. And our founders, and I, I really think up until the 20th century. We would have impeached a a sitting justice who did what he did. More on that later. You're listening to Glenn Beck.